Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. Um, we're going to finish up, hopefully, the series we started the other day on how to go from being part-time to full-time. And I received a lot of emails about this, and it was a lot of people who were um, – this is kind of – I'm not going to say it surprised me, but people who consider themselves full-time in real estate – uh, who are, you know, kind of telling everyone that they're full-time in real estate, but are now realizing that they haven't been doing the things necessary to even be considered in real estate. So moral of the story is that we are inspiring a lot of you guys to take your career opportunity seriously. So I was on a, a coaching call. Pri- oh, and by the way, Julie, my love, welcome to today's mm-hmm. podcast. Mm, thank you. Always a pleasure to be here and share the show with you. Yes. So um, likewise, my dear. So we were, uh, I was on a coaching call prior to this one. And here's how the coaching call went. Um, hottest market, seller's market, things are still selling themselves, uh, FISBOs are able to sell themselves, all that sort of thing. And you know, I look, and then he says, I looked in the expireds today, and there were a total of three expireds. I said, okay, let's find, let's go and go to the MLS, and I want you to go back 180 days, and I want you to tell me how many expireds there were. Now, this is in a hot seller's market. I gave you all the moving pieces, listeners, and I'm going to ask you a question. So how many expires do you think there were in this market in the last 180 days? Today there were three. It's a hot seller's market. Things are still staying, staying in the market for less than 45 days. So guess how many expires there were in the last 180 days. The, the clock starts now. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you all got it wrong. There were over 3,000. So here's the moral oh, of the story. Boy. Yeah, I know. In every 3,300 and something. In every single market in the country right now, there are a ton of expireds happening. You're just not paying attention to it. And here's all I want you to do to prove this point. Remember, this is going to be your homework from today's call, and then Julie and I are going to get back on topic. Go to the MLS. Do not put all your really your fakey-jakey filters in. This is what you guys do. You try to game it when we ask you to do this. Don't game it. I want you to go to the MLS. If you don't know how to use the MLS, ask somebody's help. <laughs> but just do a search for your entire MLS region. Everywhere. Uh, Tim, I would never drive that far away. I don't care. That's not the point. I want you to do a search for the entire MLS, and I want you to tell me, or tell yourself, how many expires there were. And you could be in the hottest seller's market ever, and you're going to find an extraordinary high amount. Now, if you're in New York City, obviously you use limo, maybe use Street Easy, yuck, I know. But in, ML, uh, in uh, uh, you know Manhattan and whatnot, the way to do it is just do a search for how many listings are um, have come up or are coming up on 180 days. But you can also do a search by expired. It's just not as efficient as some of the other MLSs. So you, none of you anywhere have an excuse. And here's what you're going to discover. The expired are increasing dramatically. A lot of you already know that, and you're now booing and hissing us in your minds because you don't want us telling the rest of the country. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But don't worry, those of you who are already hunting expireds uh, and you're worried about us spoiling your game, most agents won't do it because most agents will never take the time to learn the skill to go after the business because they're going to be seduced by the easy button. That is me being snarky and sarcastic, but it's also true. So 
going back to that particular call, he was quite convinced his best opportunities with, were with unrepresented owners, a.k.a. FISBOs. And yes, absolutely. This guy's great at it. Lists two and three a week sometimes. Well, I wanted him to increase his listing count, his magic number of listings, in anticipation of the market adjusting more towards a buyer's market and his market. I had to prove to him that that's the direction the market was going. And by showing him the number of expires, that did the trick. So you do the same thing for yourself. Otherwise, what you're going to experience is a little aha moment where you're going to say, oh, crap, in about 90 to 120 days, I wish I would, enlist, I wish I would listen to Tim and Julie when I heard them telling me my market was adjusting because now you're behind the ball. Now you have to play catch up. That, I don't want you to have to experience that. I want you to actually know what's happening in your market, and between now and then, you have to embrace the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, I want to say something about that, too, because I've had a couple of emails about that recently from newer podcast listeners and coaching members. I get the fact that doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it sucks. It does. It just sucks. What do you want me to do? Lie to you? No. It sucks. It's terrible. You can't, you know, and you can't shortcut it. You can't game it. Oh, you want to know what's more? I'll tell you some more. I'll drop some more, another truth bomb on you. It doesn't get easier ever. It always sucks to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You can't do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level and then all of a sudden have a breakthrough where all of a sudden it stops sucking. No, it always sucks. <laughs> it does. Sometimes in a different way. <laughs> yes, sometimes in a different way. As your way. skills change. And you have so more aha moments. Right. So stop fighting the suck. That is called the suck because it sucks. There's your quote of the day. It's called the suck because it sucks. That's okay. And here's the reason why it's okay. Because so few other people in this, in our time, in this, in this era, okay, humanity, or at least the agent humanity, has been seduced into believing that nothing's ever supposed to suck. We've been seduced in, well, not we, because I'm including Julie and I on that, and our coaching clients and our people who work for us, they know better. But the masses of you have been seduced into believing that you are, it's okay to at all costs avoid the suck. It's not. Because on the other side of the suck is everything that you want. So what are you avoiding when you're avoiding the suck? You're avoiding having to ever really get good at this. You're avoiding ever having to learn. And by getting good at this, I mean learning the skills necessary to be of service to other people. When I ask you, when Julie and I ask you, when all of our coaches ask you, when you join Premier Coaching and we ask you, beg you, you know, coerce you, antagonize you, do whatever we can to get you to embrace the suck. Why? It's because we want you to be of service to other people. When we get you to go into emotion, saying things, doing things, understanding how to solve other people's problems, you're able to help people at a higher level than you are now. The reason that some of you are needlessly living diminished lives financially and otherwise, it's because you're trying to avoid the suck. You just want to go from a piece of pumpkin pie to a piece of apple pie, and that's your life. You want to know why you're you know, not, gaining, not gaining any financial aptitude and you're you know, gaining some weight? Well, that's why. Because all you're doing is going from pleasurable moment to pleasurable moment. You're not actually willing to do the work. It probably hasn't always been that way with you. There's probably been a time in your life when you had to be – and someone else forced you. Maybe you were an athlete. Maybe you were scholastic. I don't know. Some of you have never experienced actually doing something that you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level for a long period of time. Maybe for you, the most, the most prong, uh, uh, 
the longest period of displeasure maybe has been going to the dentist. You know, maybe you're, that's it. That's your whole only way of relating. So here's what I'm telling you. You can read all the books in the world. You can read, listen to all the bio, everything. You can consume as much information as you can about the commonalities amongst successful people. And let's just be honest. There are, success, there are people that are really successful and people that are moderately. So the people that are really successful are the ones I'm talking about. And the thing that you'll hear continuously amongst those people is they do not count on their emotions to be their true north, which is the exact opposite of what most of you do. You only operate in the I'm going to get something done mode when you feel a certain way. Successful people don't think like that. That's the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, i.e. when you don't feel like it. At the, at the highest level, which in our speak means being of service to other people. So I ask all of you. I know some of you are having your best years ever. I really appreciate the testimonials and the wonderful things you guys are saying. It honestly motivates Julie and I to drill down and work harder for you. That's what it makes us feel like. Um, but for the rest of you who are just coming out of your winter slumbers, you know, because you're getting back in the business or you're new in the business, do not look for the easy button. All the yahoos who are spinning their fairy tales, calling you right now, you know, soirees, you need to have the, what even is the word? You need to have the actual fortitude to say, hell no, because I am embracing the suck. I know that I have to learn how to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do it at the highest level. So going back to my coaching call, here's what I said to him. His next level, he's doing two and three a week right now, taking new listings. Okay, His next level is he has to take one a day which means he's going to have to change his approach to the business. He's going to have to change his mindset to the business. He cannot allow himself not taking a listing that particular day. That's a discipline. That's a mindset. That's all it is. It's not for lack of opportunity. Remember in his market, I told you that 3,300 expired in the last six months. You know, who knows how many for sale by owners? I didn't ask him. I'm sure tons. So it's not for lack of opportunity. There's thousands and thousands of people that he could list every single day. So you can't use that as an excuse, and that's true for all of you. So at the end of the day, it's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level every single day. And I told him this. I said he needs to basically gain by giving up. In other words, he's going to have to, in order for him to accomplish the goal of, at, of taking one a day, he's going to probably have to give up other things that he's doing in his business, which, you know, for him – it, it, it's maybe who knows it's um maybe doing some of the transaction processing i mean you know i know he doesn't work with buyers he's, he's you know scoring buyers years ago which all of you can do when you're primarily focused on being listing agents by the way so look here's the bottom line some of you are going to have your best years ever some of you are going to have just okay years and some of you are going to fail out of this business you need to decide what bucket you're going to be in because there is going to be no middle of the road bucket this year this bucket, this year, is going to be about the buckets going out to the trash if you're not actually willing to do the work. That's just a fact, Jack. All the easy button ideas are all showing themselves to be the fake little goofy ideas that they were in the first place, and you're going to start seeing that immediately. Brokers and teams that were predicated on these buying of buyer leads and all this gimmick, gimmickry, gimmick, Julie, what's the word? Gimmetry? Gimmick, gimmickry. Gimmickry. Yes. Thank you. That's That's essentially dominated a lot of the you know, real estate markets in the last few years as being, you know, oh my gosh, you got to go on Instagram. Oh no, we have to learn how to do sales copy. Oh no, a couple years ago, you know, five years ago, let's social networking. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's going to save you from ever having to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And look at all the agents that chased all of it. Oh my God, there's a Facebook seminar coming to town. We have to go. <laughs> Guys, 
that's all goofy crap for people that don't want to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it. You need to not be one of those people if you ever want to enjoy the incredible successes and the blessing that this industry is. So with that in mind, we're going to finish off the series we started a few days ago. A lot of you are going to be ready for a free coaching call. (laughs) Maybe after listening to my little 12-minute rant there, a lot of you need a coaching call now. I get it. And a lot, look, some of you, again, haven't gotten your business plans done. What the hell, guys? It's the middle of March. So I need you to go to, uh, actually, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And by the way, we're also going to be doing an event in um, near Austin, Texas, on April 19th. I'm going to announce it here in the next couple of days. I'm going to make it open uh, for like probably 50 of you who want to attend. There's going to be a link that you need to sign up. The cost to attend the event is only going to be 50 bucks. This is an event where we're presenting at a brokerage's event. We're presenting at an EXP event, that, which is happening here. So just keep that in mind. But it's going to be agnostic. So if you want to attend because you're one of our listeners or one of our coaching clients, regardless of what brokerage you're with, you're going to be more than welcome to attend. I'll be announcing more about that hopefully uh, tomorrow and the next day. All right. So, Julie, let's knock these points out. Yes, and I had a lot of uh, emails and uh, items from Premier Coaching from agents that this was resonating with, going from part-timer to real estate rock star. And I think that there are there is the crowd that, as you said, kind of thought they were full-time but are now realizing perhaps that was not the case. And then we have quite a few other, like, legitimate – I had a call this morning with somebody that, um, you know, had a regular corporate job and found out uh, he was told – he can either move three states away and take a 50% pay cut with no guarantee uh, that in 18 months he'd even have that job, or he can accept like a 30-day notice and be done with them. <laughs> you know, like, and he happened to have a real estate license. So now he's like, all right, well, I've got to do this thing for real. So that was an interesting call too. Uh, rule number 12, if you guys missed previous rules, go check out previous podcasts at realestatecoachingradio.com because we're going to start on 12 Rule number 12, we've got four to go here. Number 12, daily minimum standards. You must have and follow daily minimum standards regarding your money, your health, and your mindset. Mint.com will help for tracking your money. Daily workouts, of course, for some sort. We always are tortured by Orange Theory, so you can join us with that uh, torturesome but very effective workout if you like, or something like that. Uh, That's for your health. And, of course, a media-free morning for your mind. These are good starting standards if you look at those three key elements that you've got to maintain those daily minimum standards. Another daily minimum standard Tim just mentioned, he has a coaching client, client that has a new daily minimum standard of taking a listing a day. Many of our clients that have been with us, especially the elite clients for a long time, their assignment is to take one and set one every day. It's very simple daily minimum standards. Think of what that does to drive your business. You have to pre-qualify. You have to present, negotiate, close, lather, rinse, repeat when you take one and set one every day. Go ahead. Let's talk about daily minimum standards outside of real estate, though, because they're all part and parcel, sure. right? So daily minimum standard, just mm-hmm. giving you guys some ideas, no media, absolutely no news, no anything. Just isolate yourself. Another daily minimum standard would be, as Julie said, working out every day. Another daily minimum standard would be having less than 50 grams of carbs per day. How many of you are listening to us and who have actually follow, are following the low-carb diet and losing weight, even without working out? I shouldn't tell you that, but it's true. Okay, another daily minimum standard is absolutely showing overt gratitude towards the people that you love every single day. I love you, Julie. 
I love you, Sally. I love you, you know, your dog, right? You need to be overt about that and don't, you know, hold back your emotional expression towards the people that you love because you absolutely positively uh, owe them that. And even though you're on your own mission to try to do your own business and your ego is all flutter and you're being a little bit, you know, off the reservation as far as being an active member of the family, you need to fill those cups. Otherwise, you're going to be really successful. You're going to be, you know, having accomplishing your, your financial goals and whatnot, and then you're not going to find anyone else around you to celebrate with you. Or the relationships will have gone astray. You know, so make sure you're overtly doing that. Another minimum daily standard that we suggest is some sort of um, meditation or praying or reading the Bible or doing something like that that's going to center you. You you choose your three to five minimum three to five uh, you know daily minimum standards, but remember they have to be focused on being of service to other people and making money. By making money, being of service to other people, those things are synonymous. They're the same thing. If you're not making money, it's because you're not being of service to other people. Do not be conflicted about that. People that make lots of money make lots of money because they're being of service to lots of people. So if you don't have lots of money, it's because you're not being of service to lots of people. It's that simple. Do not, make, do not politicize it. What I just told you is tactical and practical. Any half-wit would see, the, would see the honesty in what I just said. So to think that it's anything more complicated than that, rich people simply have learned how to help more people at a high level. That's it. Not complicated, guys. In this market, how many people are in desperate need of somebody that can help them? Expires, you know, unrepresented owners, all kinds of different opportunities to make money in this market. Next point, Julie. Yeah, you got it. So next point is number 13, good filters. Don't listen to, follow, take advice or coaching from anyone who hasn't done what you're trying to do at a high level for a very long time. False gurus will give you inconsistent results. And I know there's always somebody trying to give you, you know, armchair coaching or there's an office manager or somebody comes to town to speak. Don't listen to, follow, or take advice or coaching from somebody who hasn't done what, not just done what you're trying to do at a high level, but who has done it for a long time. It does make a huge difference. The learning curve will be so much shorter when you just do what you're coached to do by somebody who actually has experience at that. And it is shocking the amount of people who, you know, they're quick to give advice, but you ask them what their experience was, and they have little to no experience. The kinds of people that tell you, ah, oh, you don't want to call, you know, an unrepresented owner because they're all mean and they're all overpriced and blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? How many have you listed? Well, I, I don't bother. <laughs> okay, so how are you qualified to have any level of coaching advice or anything to do with that topic? It just boggles the mind. So that's a pretty simple rule to follow. Number 14, commitment. You cannot be one foot in and one foot out. You cannot be, quote, trying real estate out. You must be 110% all in for you to be a rock star. Yoda said, there is no try. There is only do or do not. Watch your language to know whether you are, maybe you don't think of yourself as one foot in and one foot out or trying it out or being a dabbler, but watch your language. We hear this as coaches all the time because we're really tuned into this. When we have coaching homework that's based on your goals to move you forward, and we ask you, you know, what are your thoughts about this being your homework, and you use words like, well, I'll try and fit it in. I'll try and make it work. We'll see how it goes. You see how that's all non-committal language versus I will take my next listing by the day after tomorrow. I will do what it takes to set an appointment every day. I absolutely will not end the day with leads yet to follow up on. I'm going to start pre-qualifying for real, starting with my next, my very next buyer or listing lead. 
versus trying, you know, playing around with, seeing how it goes, that, that's defeating yourself before you even start. Does that make sense, Tim? Of course. It's subconscious. Yeah, of course. Hey, you know what, Julie? I just got a – I was just checking my um, – had a couple listeners chat us. Uh, they asked mm-hmm. about the book uh, because they saw there's two books called Harris Rules on Amazon. The green sure. cover book, guys, is the new book. It's the Harris uh, Rules uh, Revisited, the other one we originally started writing about three years ago. So the new book that's coming out is coming out in June, and um, that's already – it's available for pre-sale on Amazon, so if you want to grab that one. I, I think the red book we're really proud of, but the green book we're incredibly proud of. I shouldn't say that because the red book will probably still outsell it. But still, um, the red book's going to no longer be sold probably in uh, May, I'm guessing. And then the green book's going to be the only Harris Rules version that's for sale. You want to pre-order that? It's literally twice the size, has a lot more um, you know, detail, a lot more specifics. Julie's the one that poured her heart and soul into it, so make sure that you guys grab that book uh, on Amazon. And also, um, another person asked me to re-say the text number. If you want a free coaching call and you want the uh, you know Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, Real Estate Treasure Map, your 12-monthly generation uh, book, all the things that we offer just by requesting a free coaching call, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. You will um, then choose a time to speak with one of our new member coaches. They're going to help you create your lead generation plan, and at the same time, you're going to be given uh, free copies of the books in a digital format. So just download those, and you're good to go. So text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Yes, so we have one final point that they may have guessed, and that is coaching. Don't not waste time, money, effort, and stress on trying to, quote, do it your way or recreate the model or get a better model, be creative. You know, don't waste your time with that. It takes too long, and it usually doesn't work. Follow a proven, profitable path and shorten your learning curve so that your earning curve will keep climbing. It's okay to learn while you earn, earn while you learn. You know, that's the nature of it. Some of you guys are stuck in analysis paralysis. You've got to perfect something before you'll make the uh, effort. And every day that you wait, you're falling backwards financially. Just take the risk of maybe not doing something perfectly. It's not flying a jet and it's not surgery, okay? Those people need to be more perfect at it than we do in business. Now, we're, of course, we want you to be careful and do all the things that you're supposed to do legally. I'm not saying to just wing your way through every transaction. The point is that the experience you get by doing is so much more valuable than what you get by thinking that you're studying something because you don't know what you don't know until you start taking that action. Most of you guys are fairly good at working with buyers, but it's the listing uh, end of things that, re- that creates more or it requires more skill, right? So working with buyers is physical labor. Working with listings is mental labor. But I always go back to the buyer example since you have experience at that. Isn't it really different when you work with a well-qualified, motivated buyer now versus the first time that you worked with buyer number one? Don't you operate at a different level? Don't you say things in a different order? Aren't you more careful to pre-qualify? Of course you are. Where did you learn that? Probably not by studying Chapter 3 in your real estate licensing course about working with buyers. Well, but you Julie, got that it's not experience. It's not, look, guys, we have people that join our coaching program, and they, will, and they spend way too much time trying to study and perfect. So, and Julie, you are 
by definition, someone who is a procrastinator, right? And you work, and you you did you don't do it anymore. Well, you kind of do, but not really. Depends and you had is, to work yeah. your your. Well, you kind of do, but not really. I mean, it's not a minor. You, you procrastinate at normal levels, whereas before we've been married <laughs> for thirty years, so I've seen you through many cycles, right? You know, many mm-hmm. different seasons and all the rest of it. But you don't procrastinate anymore, and you are by nature someone who's more analytical. So I got mm-hmm. an email as you were reading that that I scanned, and the gist of it was the guy was saying, I've been involved in uh, what read like three other coaching programs and hasn't sold a house in two years despite these other coaching programs. And he's obviously wondering if somehow miraculously we're going to be able to save his bacon. And the truth mm-hmm. is, it's probably not. Because no matter how good the information was that he's receiving, he's not willing to take action from it. And, you know, he's procrastinating actually doing what he doesn't want to do when he doesn't want to do it at the highest level. This is where I toss the ball to you because you experienced that yourself, right? Yeah, and I think that you have to force yourself into it in the first place. And then when you see the difference in what you learn and how much more quickly you learn by taking action – I mean, it's the same with pretty much anything. Before we went to Orange Theory, I thought I knew how to work out. I thought, you know, what is there to lifting weights, right? How hard could it be? You lift the weight, you're done, (laughs) right? But now I know that there's like 50 million different versions of that with different weight groups and that you can hurt yourself if you don't know what you're doing and you can get better results if you do it the way the coaches teach you to do it. Well, I didn't know that until I started going there and having real coaches. But the point was is that you were lifting the weight while you were learning, you weren't in a class trying right. to learn how to lift the weight. You or were doing it while you it. were learning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what that's the mistake that most of you so guys different. make. Right. You have to well, you will learn faster when you're in motion actually trying to do the activity than you will thinking you can just absorb it and say, Oh, I got one more I gotta so I get my PLP Right. I gotta get my PLP done before I'm actually gonna go after a listing appointment. Or I've gotta role <laughs> play and practice my fourteen uh, objection handlers before I you know, right. no. That's not the answer. No. That's you being lazy. That's you doing the exact opposite of what we ask you to do, even if you're one of our coaching clients. If you're not actually in motion, willing to fail Mm -hmm. because you have not perfected it yet, you're not doing your job. You're faking Well, and sometimes failing is the lesson, right? Sometimes you thought you had it going on and you had to fail to move forward. You know, I mean, it really does work like this with pretty much everything. I mean, look at raising Zoe. How different is that than what we probably thought about before we had a kid. Totally different. <laughs> totally different. How about raising our, I think, how about raising our Aussie Shepherd? Oh, my gosh. Total savage. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I, was, I was thinking about, like, you know, when I was in doing more musician stuff, I used to get really bad performance anxiety when I had solos or a big concert or something. But when I was doing that more frequently and being more uncomfortable more frequently – it did get so much easier, not just easier and more comfortable, but way more fun too because you have to make those breakthroughs to get to the end. You cannot skip steps. You know, It's amazing how much time is spent trying to skip steps. I think people do that by trying to build teams. I think they do that by uh, buying leads. There's so many examples of trying to skip steps, and none of them are profitable. It's quite shocking. Well, so I'll is, leave you on that note because I got to get to premiere. But back to you. Yeah, <laughs> the world is built right now and uh, around. Many businesses are designed, especially in our industry, are designed to take advantage of your innate desire to be lazy. And what they try to do is sell you the easy button. What they try to do is sell you stuff that they that you think you need, but you don't have a bus- enough business sense to know that you don't. 
And I'm talking about the CRMs. I'm talking about the marketing. I'm talking about the branding. I'm talking about all the silly things that you guys buy. And maybe this is the first time you've ever been exposed to someone telling you the truth. Maybe you just started listening to our podcast. It is the nation's number one listened to daily podcast, by the way, so where the heck have you been? <laughs> right? But now that you're here, go back and listen to past podcasts. Let's go to timandjulieharris.com and, and click on the, uh, the podcast button. Or you can also obviously listen to this, as many of you are, most of you are really, on iTunes or Stitcher. If you're on iTunes, please do me a favor and give us a five-star. Not a four. Don't be a whip and give us a four and a half. Come on. Don't be stingy with your stars, people. <laughs> give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Stitcher and the rest of it. It does help because what happens is when, that, um, when you do that, uh, they will, Stitcher and Amazon, will, um, and all the other little podcast listening devices, will actually go and start um, promoting the show for you. So that's kind of cool, too. We pick up more listeners. In the meantime, if you need us for anything, as always, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Tomorrow is an interview um, with a superstar agent um, that you're really going to enjoy. So listen to tomorrow's show. We'll talk with you later. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.